Our scripture reading this morning comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 11, verses 38 through 44. Then Jesus, again, greatly disturbed, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone was lying against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, there already there is a stench because he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. And Jesus looked upward and said, Father, I thank you for having heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I have said this for the sake of the crowd standing here so that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out. His hands and feet were bound with strips of cloth and his face wrapped in a cloth. Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him go. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Jesus arrived in Bethany four days too late, it seemed. Jesus missed the opportunity to save Lazarus from death, it seemed. You see, Jesus had heard days earlier that Lazarus was ill, that Lazarus' sisters, Mary and Martha, wanted Jesus to come soon. But Jesus waited. Waited so long that Lazarus was already dead when he told the disciples two days after the sisters' message reached him that it was now time to make their way to Bethany. Jesus knew, he knew Lazarus was dead and he told his disciples that that was the case. Now this made no sense to the disciples, as you can imagine. First of all, why go now if Lazarus is already dead? And furthermore, and maybe more top of mind to them was that Jesus had already had a pretty close call with the authorities in the area of Bethany. So why go back that way ever? But they did go. I will say one of them was muttering under his breath, well, let's go then and die with him. Pretty sure that it wasn't going to go well. Now upon drawing close to their destination, Jesus is met by Martha who declares that he was too late, and why did he not come when they sent for him? He could have saved Lazarus. She just knows it. Still, she has hope, and you can sense it, because she says to him, but even now, I know that God will give you what you ask of him. 
Jesus tells Martha that her brother will rise, and she says that she knows that he will. One day, at the end, she believes in the resurrection that will come. I am the resurrection and the life, Jesus says. Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Martha says she believes all that Jesus has just said, and she believes that he is the Messiah. Martha then sends Mary out to speak to Jesus. She, too, says the same thing. Why did you not come before Lazarus died? Now, with the wailing of a whole community full of mourners surrounding him, and with two sisters who had just expressed despair, while at least one of them acknowledges he is the Messiah, you know, it's no wonder Jesus was disturbed, as the text that we heard today puts it. Yes, he is disturbed by the grief of his friends, because no one wants to see those that we care about in mourning, least of all Jesus. But Jesus is not just feeling some empathy for these women and for that community. Jesus is also angry. If we study the Greek word that is translated here, greatly disturbed, we see that. He is not just sad, but he is quite angry angered possibly by the lack of faith that he sees in those that are gathered around that tomb. And then Jesus shows them in no uncertain terms that he was not too late, as he, who himself in just a few days will be emerging from a tomb. Jesus shows just how not late he was when he calls forth Lazarus from the tomb. Jesus had not missed an opportunity. In fact, he has made an opportunity to give glory to God through this, his final sign, his final miracle recorded in the Gospel of John. This would be Jesus' final sign because, as they say, this was the final nail in the coffin as far as the Pharisees and the chief priests who would hear about this were concerned. Yes, this was the final nail in the coffin, or maybe we should say it was the big stone rolled at the door of the tomb for the religious leaders who had been carefully watching what Jesus was up to. One sign at a time, one teaching at a time, Jesus' actions and words had been piling up on the backs of the religious leaders, and this one this was the final straw. When word reached them of what Jesus had done in Bethany, they quickly met to discuss the problem that was Jesus. And the high priest Caiaphas, he suggested that it would be better, it would be expedient, if Jesus was killed. Caiaphas said to the others, It is better for you to have one man die for the people than to have the whole nation destroyed. You see, these men, these religious leaders, they led a pretty good life. They had a privileged life. 
as long as the Jewish people remained peaceful and compliant under their leadership, these men could continue in that privilege. They did not want Jesus to rock the boat. Their boat. If Jesus caused the people to get restless, the full weight of the Roman Empire would come down upon them all. So when Caiaphas said what he said, he did not believe that Jesus' death would save the people like we as Christians believe it did. Caiaphas meant that the people would be saved from the wrath of the Romans, and conveniently, so would their nice way of life be saved. Yes, it would be expedient to put this threat to their existence away permanently. But oh, how wrong they were. Jesus would show them some three days after they thought they were rid of him permanently how wrong they were. He would show them, just as he showed those gathered to mourn Lazarus, that the way that they saw death was not the way that he saw death. But before I get ahead of myself and get ahead of our calendar by about two weeks and talk too much about resurrection, I want to lift up to you today what happened after Jesus called Lazarus forth from the tomb. You know that part at the end of our text today when Jesus commanded those who were standing there, probably with their mouths wide open and their eyes like this, when Jesus commanded them to unbind Lazarus from the grave clothes that still hindered him. It's kind of like Jesus was saying, okay, God raised him, you unwrap him so he can go about his life unrestrained. Now, some of us may have seen people brought back from near-death experiences or situations. And we may know of people who have had their lives spared from terrible accidents or natural disasters. But we probably don't know of anyone brought out of the grave after four days like Lazarus. We haven't been asked by Jesus to unbind anyone who has experienced that. I'm pretty sure. But yet, we the people who believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ and in the promise of our own re resurrection through our belief in Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we are those who stand at the mouth of the tombs of life every day. Tombs of disease and addiction, tombs of poverty and discrimination, tombs of abuse and injustice, tombs of war and oppression. Some of us recall being called out from some of those tombs ourselves by Jesus. And to be honest, there will likely be days in our future when we sense that he is once again calling us out from yet another tomb. Life is a journey like that. Some days we bask in the light and the warmth, and other days we are in a cold, dark place. Praise be to God 
that Jesus never tires of calling us out of the dark and that he is faithful to place his people outside of the tomb to meet us when we emerge. We are called to be those people, people who stand at the mouths of the tomb every day. And woe be to those who roll the stones in front of those tombs in any way, for we are not called to close tombs, to shut people away, to give them up to the darkness of despair and hopelessness. We are not called to look the other way. We are called to not simply welcome those who emerge from these tombs, but to seek those who are lost as if they are Lazarus and we are the sisters who love them. Jesus calls to his people, all of his people, come out. Jesus also says to his people, all of his people, unbind the lost and let them go. Will we respond in a way that gives glory to God? May it be so, always. Let us pray. Gracious, gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you so much. You have brought us out of a tomb you have brought many of us out of the tomb over and over again. Sometimes we keep wandering back into the same places that you have called us forth from. And others, we find brand new, dark, dreary places to go. Thank you for your faithful, steadfast love. For your willingness to stand and cry out to us that we would be found again. And Lord, thank you for all of the people that you place outside of those tombs to welcome us and show us your love. Let us be those people. Whether we find ourselves standing outside of a tomb we know well, ready to minister to someone who is emerging into the light, or if we find ourselves at the mouth of a tomb that we cannot comprehend. Lord, let us not cast blame. Let us not look away. Let us seek the lost. Let us show your love. It is in your son's name we pray this morning. Amen.